Welcome back to the Early Show Later podcast. Uh, I'm a host, Karis. Hello, I'm the other host. I'm Jeremy. And this is episode 138, Orcologists. We're going to learn and grow on this very special animal cast today. They're all a very special animal cast, and this one is no different than those other special ones. I need to get a. I need to get some moisturizer, Karis. I have dry. I have a dry forehead. Oh, I and, hate that. Uh, I think it's from washing my face before yeah. bed, but then I don't hit the moisturizer. Oh, I probably man. should do that, right? If I washed my face and I didn't hit the moisturizer, you just flake all over I the pillow. F- I would just be like a pile of face flake. Yeah, that's all that would. I would have dandruff on my face, and it would be itchy, and it would be uncomfortable. I learned a long time ago, and I mean, I mean, like when I was twelve, that I need to moisturize my face after I wash it. Yeah, I feel like I'm turning into sawdust. Yes. So I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna get a good one. Which one do you use? Do you have a good one? Sur- um, survey. You know what? I use a one. It's Marcel. Marcel. Sounds you know you great. can get it at Shoppers. It's not that expensive. It, it even has some SPF in it. Oh it's, wow! You know it doesn't have any scents or anything like I that. I've, I think I've read on the internet that. Uh, yeah, it won't you need clog to block the sun. Yeah, block the sun. It won't clog your pores. Oh, I need all of those things. Yeah. So and it's and yeah, it's not and it won't break the bank. And that'll keep me fresh. What yeah. uh, moisturizer do you use? Tweet at the show. At Karis Hogg, C-H-A-R-I-S-H-O-G-G. I'm Jeremy underscore Baker. Uh, get the chips. Which moisturizer should I use? I saw a very funny TikTok. It was this like how men do things. You know, it was a bunch of women acting like men. And one of them was, was uh, when men put anything on their face, like wash their face. And I was like, oh, I do that. It was just like, it was like both hands. just like. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I do that. I do that. <laughs> And uh, when men eat something with a fork, it was this like woman, and she's just like ah, just shoveling, just like ah, you, using shove, the fork as get, a shovel. Yeah, and then getting your face like right down to the food, and then you just forking it in. What was the other one? It was <laughs> anytime a man washes their face. Oh, I can't remember the third uh, one, but you know what? It was one of those ones. You know, like women are from Venus, men are from Mars. Yeah. Jokes, and normally I'm like, yeah, Bloop. yeah. But that one I was like, yeah, it's pretty I funny. relate to that. Yeah, it's relatable yes. content, even though it is mass generalizations, and we all know that it's not it's, really it, the way that the world works. Don't do that in 2022. No, uh, that one was pretty. Spot but on. that one for you, <laughs> you're like, yes, I was am relatable a man, content, and I do that, and yes. so for you that hit a chord. That was very relatable content. I was like, okay, algorithm, you got me. <laughs> on that one, I am not going to write a nasty comment. I'm going to give them their like, and I'm going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good. That's very courteous of you. But the washing the face, like men washing their face, it's just like two heads, and they just back and forth. And just, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then walk away. Right. Don't don't put don't put on moisturizer. <laughs> what a failure on my part. <laughs> but I'm feeling it today. I'm See? like, shit, I'm turning into sawdust. So yeah, 
I want I want to uh, keep my boyish good looks, and uh, I'll need a little what is it, Grecian for men on my beard, and uh, some moisturizer, mm-hmm. and I'm loving life. Yep, there you go. All right, what do we got on the show today? So on the moisturizer talk. podcast today, well, we are learning and growing with orcas because I went to the Royal BC Museum in Victoria, British Columbia, on the Vancouver Island, and I went to the Royal BC Museum. They have a new orca exhibit right now, and I thought it was really cool. So I want to talk orcas. So we've got that on the show. Uh, We're also talking about uh, masks and what is the mask vibe in our city right now. You know, the province a little over a week ago dropped the mask mandate for being in public spaces in general. There are a few exceptions, but in general, it's up to you whether you want to wear a mask or not. And what, you know, what are people doing? What's the vibe? Uh, so we're talking about that. We're also talking about pickleball. <laughs> wow. We're always talking about pickleball. The the great pickleball controversy. The seniors who are taking over tennis courts around our fair city and now in Victoria as well. What are we going to do with these seniors who just can't stop playing pickleball loudly? It's They're really, loud oh. and they're running amok and yeah. they take the sport too seriously. It's just a game, guys. Uh, but we start off the podcast episode 138 today talking about Hollywood Hospital a place in New Westminster which is right here in Metro Vancouver that at one time was a building where lots of psychedelic experiments were carried out News doing a song called Starlight it's on 1027 the peak of morning you guys it's 825 on a rainy Monday morning uh, Karis I like this uh a history book, I might have to check it out. It's called The Acid Room, The Psychedelic Trials and Tribulations of Hollywood Hospital. I've never heard of Hollywood Hospital. I think it was in New Westminster. And in the olden days, yeah. it's where here in the Lower Mainland, they did um, research on psychedelics. Oh, mm. now is Hollywood Hospital, that wouldn't be... I mean, that's not Riverview. No, is no, it? no, 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 no. That's a separate Karis, thing. No, no. Okay, I don't know. No, Riverview know. has a bowling alley in it. Okay, okay. Actually, that makes sense. They do acid there, too. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not too sure which one was. is the Hollywood Hospital. It doesn't say where it is. Now, there was a very notorious institution in New Westminster. Um, and I think it's like. East Columbia or something. Now it's now it's townhouses. I think they saved like one building and now they built townhouses all around it. And I thought that that was like a, you know, a hospital for, you know, the olden days, kind of one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of hospital. Like, what is going on there? Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So Hollywood, but a place called Hollywood Hospital is in New Westminster. Yeah, or was in New Westminster. And uh, in the 1960s, or late 50s and into the 60s, they did research on LSD, mescaline, and uh, like mushrooms. Basically, you know, psychedelics. And they said it's kind of a, uh, a lesser known moment in Vancouver history, especially in medical history, medical breakthroughs. You know, you hear about um, all of this research that was done into acid into the 60s. And some of it happened right here in Vancouver. And as part of a new book, that you can get called The Acid Room, The Psychedelic Trials 
and tribulations of Hollywood Hospital. And uh, I'm now I'm like, okay, I think I want to read that. I like my nonfiction books. I do too. And I've been lately finding from, you know, I just borrowed a Vancouver history book from a friend that's got some really just like maps and stuff. And it's got really interesting information about this region, uh, pre-Europeans and then and then after European contact, kind of how all that went down in terms of laying out the city and stuff like that. And then then also Vancouver After Dark by Aaron Chapman looking into, you know, the nightclubs, the nightclub scene in Vancouver. And now this one, The Acid Room. The Acid Room. I'm like, okay, why is that not the name of a nightclub on Columbia right now? I didn't go there. (laughs) No, I went. I'm 42. We were talking about this uh, book, The Acid Room, The Psychedelic Trials and Tribulations of Hollywood Hospital, an old hospital in New Westminster in the late 50s and 60s. And I was like, man, that would be a cool book. Learning about the experiments into psychedelics like LSD and mescaline uh, right here in the Lower Mainland. There's got to be a Netflix CanCon Canadian content series that needs to be made. I yeah. feel like it. it. It sounds like a very interesting place that so I've never a, heard of before. Got a bunch of text messages here at 281027. We were also speculating on like another hospital in New West. There's a bunch of condos now. We're like, what is that place? You thought it was a Riverview Woodlands. And I was like, of course. So thank you to Sandra for texting that in. Yep. Uh, Kim gets at us saying to check out the book Shamanic Graffiti by Marcus Rummery. Delves into psychedelics throughout history, and it's an account of actual case studies done at Hollywood Hospital by Frank Ogden, who worked there. Oh, nice. Thank you, Kim. And Sean texted us and said that Hollywood Hospital in New West was Sean's ex-wife's, his ex-wife's dad went there in the 50s to stop drinking. Uh, did acid, did acid treatments or some kind of psychedelic treatments, I guess, at Hollywood Hospital uh, to stop drinking. And apparently it worked. And we're like, did it work? Yeah. Sure did. (laughs) Apparently it did. So thank you, Sean. That's very interesting. (laughs) July Talk Push and Pull on 1027 The PK. You're listening to The Early Show with Karis and Jeremy. 634. Where are you at with masking these days? Are you riding the wave? I'm feeling the masking vibe. That's what I'm doing. I On Friday, you know, the rules changed on Friday, last Friday, right? Like a, a, over a week yeah, ago now. A week ago now, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that morning, it changed. And then right at noon, I was in the grocery store and everybody was wearing a mask except for one person. Everybody. And I got on the ferry later, and mostly people were were wearing masks. Not everybody, but definitely the vast majority of people were wearing masks on that Friday leading into the start of spring break. Then by Wednesday of last week, when I was on the ferry again, I had noticed it was less. And so I just feel like over this week, there is less mask wearing in general in public. Oh, I think it's funny how quickly it happened. Yeah, I know. I thought maybe it would tail off more slowly, but it seems to be pretty quickly dropping off. Yeah, I just gauge it on the workers. If the workers are wearing a mask, I'll even walk into a store and then I'll see the workers are wearing a mask. I'm like, oh, sorry, man. And I'll go to put it on. The workers will be like, no, you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. Oh, you're wearing one, bud. And I put one on. And then if the workers are not, then I'm not. 
I, that's a good way to do it, I think, because that's how uh, I think that's how I'm feeling it as well. I'm I just go in and then I feel the vibe. Yes, you get okay, what's the it's energy? Like, what's happening? What's the energy in here? Are we getting a masking energy? And then if literally nobody's wearing a mask, then that I'm not. You know, I'm not going to wear a mask. You don't want to be the one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't I don't you know, I would be doing it for everybody else who's in the space. And and so if nobody else is wearing it, then I guess I won't either. I feel like back at the beginning of this, when they were talking about the masks and how effective they were, they were like, they're effective if everyone does it. Yeah. So then if if you're the one person wearing a mask and 37 people in the room are not, you're like. Uh, I'm uh, just, I'm wearing this to protect you from my coffee breath. Sweater weather, the neighborhood. Good morning. You're listening to the early show with Karis and Jeremy on 1027 The Peak, 622 in the morning. It is kind of still sweater weather, unfortunately. I was really hoping for a warmer spring break. We're kind of in a bit of a bit of in a low wet stage here, but it's okay. It'll pick up by Thursday. It's going to be really nice again. It'll pick up. It'll pick up. It was kind of broken up when I was in Victoria doing my having my Victoria getaway. It, like there were breaks in the rain, and that was amazing because then you could appreciate the blossoms, which are now out. The little popcorn blossoms, so good. And when I was in Victoria, I went to the Royal BC Museum and learned all about orcas at their orca exhibit, which I recommend. It was great. Um, and also, nobody's paying me to do this, by the way. I just really liked it. I think you paid to do it. Yeah, I paid to do it. I went and bought a ticket and was like, this is cool. I like it. Uh, learning is fun. Yeah. And a part of the exhibit, they talk about um, popular orcas, orcas in pop culture. Whales through history. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and there, I mean, I forgot about some of the whales. Um, Willie, of course, from Free Willie. Now, that's an imaginary one, that's not a real orca. I mean, there were, were real orcas used in the filming of To Free Willy, but... And then like a Muppet thing for a yes. few scenes. Yeah, it's like a mechanical <laughs> thing for sure. The guy's hands in there, like, hello, free me. <laughs> uh, so they had, you know, they had Willy, but then also actual real orcas that were, were famous, uh, including Scanna. That was at the Vancouver Aquarium. A 17-year-old Southern resident arrived in Vancouver in 1967 as the star of a traveling boat show. Uh, And uh, Scanna actually inspired Greenpeace, which is quite interesting. Um, Apparently... Uh, Scanna gave the wrong answer to a test more than 80 times in a row. And then the scientist who was studying this realized that she was testing him. Whoa. And so this was very inspirational. And so Scanna went on to inspire Greenpeace. And that what? was just here at the Vancouver Aquarium. The whale's like, I knew the answer. I just want to see if you knew the answer. <laughs> totally. I was, I'm testing you, <laughs> sir. Uh, Shamu. Do you remember Shamu? Yes. Yeah, isn't that SeaWorld or something? Like a ginormous? Yeah. Now, the original Shamu, the first orca intentionally caught for display. Oh. Yes. Uh, hunters were attempting to capture a mother calf. They accidentally killed the mom, trapped the baby. 
uh, and then took her to the Seattle Aquarium. And um, and then things happened. Anyway, uh, Shamu ended up being so famous at SeaWorld that even after Shamu died, there were, you know, thousands of other performances. They just kept on naming other orcas Shamu because people loved Shamu so much. Whoa. Yeah. So, and actually, you know what? My husband, when he was a little kid, was at SeaWorld in San Diego when one of those Shamus died. Whoa. Yeah. He said it was just an intense experience. He and his family were at SeaWorld and the this Shamu, whichever Shamu it was, died. And then there were helicopters, like news helicopters, were all oh of a sudden God. all around SeaWorld. And it was a big thing. Like it was a kind of a traumatic day at SeaWorld. Uh, yeah. And that was the day that he was there on vacation with his family. Anyway, Shamu, very famous, Orca. Do you remember Tillicum? I know the name because of the mall in Victoria. Okay, well, Tillicum is the orca who became infamous for killing humans. Whoa. Yeah, so uh, Tillicum, also the star of the anti-captivity documentary Blackfish. I do remember, I watched that. Uh, was an Icelandic orca bought by Sealand of the Pacific in Victoria in 1984. right. Uh, the, now, the baby whale uh, went through some stuff, was attacked in captivity by some other orcas. And and then what happened a little bit later in 1991, a trainer fell into the pool and uh, and was drowned by Tillicum. Uh, Tillicum then also apparently a, a, another worker at the aquarium wandered into the enclosure after hours and and apparently the next day that person's body was found with tilicum mm. and um and so that's pretty wild uh and um and i think actually maybe tilicum killed a third trainer as well anyway it's that pretty wild story for tilicum tilicum did live um until 2017 i think maybe died of old age i'm not sure but those are just just some famous orcas tilicum shamu scanna and of course willie from from Free Willy fame. Yes. Whoa. Speed is of the essence. Hey, Karis, remember we were talking the other day about pickleball, how it's completely just taking over? Yes. The and seniors are running amok? Exactly. And they want to play pickleball all the time, and there just aren't enough courts to serve them. So they go to these tennis courts during the day when we're all at work. I want to know that they're empty, not being used. And yet they're setting up their pickleball courts on the tennis courts when we're all at work. And I'm just like, that's outrageous. So check out this story out of the Times Colonist. That's the newspaper in Victoria, just related to what we've been chatting about. Pickleball players banned from Victoria Park for making a racket. First off, that pun. And second off, uh, wow, Victoria going knives out at seniors? That's like their number one industry. That is a very interesting stance to take. Yeah. And I I, mean, I just don't get, you know, how much noise really does pickleball generate? I, I mean, I, I can't say that I live next to a tennis court that was taken over by pickleball players. So I'm not, I, I can't, think it's you know, the, I can't I think speak from experience. Curse words. I think it's the curse words they must be swearing. Like, you know, when a child or a baby giggles, we all love it. Yes. But seniors, maybe when they giggle, it's not the same, like... <laughs> Experience so a bunch of seniors having fun getting together 
and be laughing, act, throwing be active, some jokes. Right. Is this not, you know, we're all curmudgeons, all of us working people. We're like, oh, we're angry at the joy you're having late in life as retired people. And really, it's probably just coming from a place of jealousy. <laughs> That's what it is. Because look, look at you playing pickleball at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. <laughs> Why can't I do that? Dag nabbit. Dag nabbit. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> we got Scruffy's Mighty Mountain coming up in about, uh, I don't know, after we do the big three at eight o'clock. Right. Now we're saying bye because that's the podcast. First one back after spring break. Yeah, that's right. Here we go. Woo. Uh, I still stuff to do for my kids. I'm like, oh, that was the best spring break ever. Uh, now back to work, but the kids have another week. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 at home still on spring break. I think chances of my children still being in pajamas at this time very high. Very high, very high. Yeah, and I guess I gotta keep dreaming up fun things to do to continue the best best spring break ever, ever. 2022 edition. But while you are also still at work, I'm still working, still needing to go to bed at eight at night, and and then I, <laughs> you know back I'm back there. I got trivia this week. I got all. Uh, got to go back to the gym and all this oh, stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. My, my instructor was like, hey, I haven't seen you around. I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry. I was on spring break. I don't work. I, I love the gym, but I don't love it so much to do on my holiday. No. <laughs> believe, it or, believe it or not, I take a break from the gym. I haven't got there yet. I, uh, I'm i definitely the guy who, when I go to a um, like a resort or a hotel, and they're like, check out our gym facilities. And I'm like, no. Absolutely not. Oh, my yeah, God. I mean, absolutely I, not. I hate gyms. I, yeah, I yeah. really legitimately never so enjoy myself in a gym. Why would I you put don't. one on so, in your holiday? Exactly. Like, and there it is on. Ho- I'm like, no, I and fair enough. If you're the kind of person who can't get enough of the gym and you're yeah. like, man, I'd go on vacation, except that I'd be away from my gym. What will I do? I get it then how you would be pleased when you go to a hotel and you see a and gym a staring you club. in the face. Like, oh, great. Come check out our health club. Show your card. You get unlimited access to yeah. this beautiful facility. Yeah, like I'm always like, no, I don't no, care. Thank but you I'm getting older much. now and I'm starting to be like, well, maybe. I haven't yet, mm. but I'm, I'm at a, well, maybe. I read an uh, article one time many years ago about how fun it is to uh, jog in Las Vegas on the strip. Right. You know, when, like, I'll in never, the morning. In the morning. I'll never know that, but out. I could understand. I have been up in the morning. In Vegas, one time I was very so I was very sick, so I was sober all day. I was so I was just waking up in the morning like a normal person. I was like, "Whoa!" A lot of people run here in the morning. It's the only time you can. It's too yeah. hot. But then there's like there's such huge crowds that in the morning there are no crowds. Vegas is delightful at seven in the morning. It's and sunny, it's way cooler, it's blue sky. It's twenty degrees. Yeah, and there are just people running. And you're like. Huh. Yeah. You've now travel you know from your home to run here instead. And just actually straight running for the sake of running. Also, I hate that. Seems strange. I really hate that. I need to be going somewhere. Yes, I need to. Or have, I need to be being chased. Yes, like I will run if you're chasing me. I will run if I'm playing a game. If and there's a sport involved, I will run. Run if I need to get from A to B, and running will just get me to B faster. I will run if I'm trying to catch a bus. Oh, yeah. I will definitely run in that instance, but just to put on my sneakers and go for a run with no destination or no reason other than just to pound the pavement, um, I wouldn't say I'd rather have diarrhea, but it's close. <laughs> it's close. I feel like <laughs> between running for no reason and going to the gym and diarrhea, I like it's close. I, it's, clo- it's really a close. It's, it's not. It's not a. 
It's not even Stevens. No, it's, 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 close. I, it's not an easy decision for me to choose which I would prefer to do. Maybe that's our latest uh, million dollar business idea, Karis. Is we got to come up with an app, a running app, a health and fitness app that simulates some of the scenarios we just said. You're chasing the bus. You're being chased by a violent criminal or yeah, a, or yes. a wildebeest or mammoth. Yes, or, something. or somebody who wants money from you. Yeah. So, so fear. Or to chase the bus, which I guess is a form of fear. Yeah. Or to get from A to B faster. How can we simulate that in an app? To motivate people to run. To run. Who, who, you know, are like us, don't actually enjoy the just the physical act of yeah, running. Yeah, like maybe you turn on, you know, the Karis and Jeremy jog app. And it's just a person like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm right behind you. You better run fast. You better run fast. You better go now. I'm going to get you. Well, I'm close. I'm going to get I'm you. so close. <laughs> just for 40 minutes. <laughs> I'm right behind you. I'm really close now. Can you hear my breath? I can, al- I can almost touch you. I can- yeah, I'm Ooh. I'm swatting at you. Oh, oh, oh. If I had a slightly longer pull arm or spear, I'd be getting you. You know, you're you like, better, get, you better get going. So, yeah, maybe that's what we need. I, I can, you know, I can see that working. I, I think idea. we should look into that. Can you help us develop our app and you would like <laughs> chips? Please uh, tweet at us mm. at Karis Hogg, C-H-A-R-I-S. H-O-G-G at Jeremy underscore Baker. Serious inquiries only. That's correct. Do not be like, I can make your app, your fear running app, if you can't. Don't no, even. You have to Don't actually waste my have, time. you need actual app skills. And then we're going to go on Dragon's Den. We're going to value our company at oh. $8 million. And if they just give us $200,000 for a 6% stake, we will let one of the Dragons give us money. Yeah, and we will definitely give a portion of the app creator. We'll give a portion of the money to you, the app creator. Yeah, a portion. Sure. Yeah, a portion. Depending absolutely. on what we value our company at. Yeah. I'm thinking $18 million. I like that number. All right, guys. That was fun. Uh, thanks for being part of the program. Thanks for finding the podcast after a week off. I hope you missed the podcast during the week off and you were like, that was the longest, worst week of my life. I want that for you, for us. <laughs> We are so glad to be here with you again. That was the longest, worst week of your life. (laughs) I'm happy to hear that. I'm so glad that now it's over. All right, guys. We'll do this again tomorrow. Bye. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right. We're done here.